This week on The Beauty Standard, Nicole chats with Terry Bryan, founder of Guide Beauty. Makeup has always been Terry's passion and career. When her Parkinson's diagnosis started affecting her relationship with makeup, it opened her eyes to the lack of inclusivity across most makeup products and their designs. Terry set out to create a brand that includes everyone, regardless of skill set or physical ability. Guy Beauty is just that. Welcome to The Beauty Standard with your host, Nicole Gregory, Urban U CEO and medical spot industry key opinion leader. A podcast where we bring you thought leaders, experts, and trailblazers who are setting the standard in the beauty and wellness industry. We bring you the latest trends straight from the source before they go mainstream. So grab your coffee or wine, come relax with us, and be prepared to be inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beauty Standard. I'm Nicole Gregory with Urban U, and today we have the founder of Guide Beauty, Terry Bryant. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yes. So I was doing um, a lot of research on you and your company, and I really love your brand. It is amazing. And just what it, what it really stands for. Um, why don't you tell everyone what uh, Guide Beauty is about? Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, Guide Beauty, I, I always say that we're on a mission of greater inclusion uh, in the beauty industry, we want to shift the narrative. Uh, I think the ultimate goal is anybody and everybody who wants to come play in, in the beauty world should have access to and should be able to play together in the same products and do it with joy and confidence. Uh, so we're reimagining makeup and the tools we use to apply it to make it easier and better for all. Mm-hmm. And it really stands out on your website. The empowerment of beauty um, is front and center. So thank you for doing that because I it was interesting as I was looking at it, I'm like, these are really awesome products. And then I watched your video and kind of read your story. And like, I, I want to buy everything. Just because, oh. I mean, no, I'm like, yeah, you know, and one of the things you said in regards to, um, we'll talk more about the product specifically is, hey, these are things you might think you'd be able, you can already do with the products you have, but here's how it's different. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that would be better and different. Um, so let's tell everyone a little bit about your product and your product, how design and how it came about. Sure. I've been in the beauty industry for, for you know, over 25 years. I started as a makeup artist and I think probably like most makeup artists will tell you, you kind of realize quickly as people are sitting in your chair, while most people share sort of your love and passion for makeup, not everybody shares the same uh, skill set and ability. So over and over again, I would hear the same thing. You know, I wish I, I don't have the same level of confidence. I can't do this the way you can. I wish I could take you home with me. And I thought, oh, well, you can, you absolutely can. Uh, and, and I'm a makeup <laughs> artist and I understand the mechanics of makeup artistry. So who better to show you but me, right? So uh, foolishly, who better to show you but me? Uh, although hopefully I did help some people, but I, I decided at that point to take parallel paths in my career. So I was working as both a makeup artist and as an educator. So I was developing uh, what's called artistry and education programs for other cosmetic brands like Smashbox and Josie Marin and Temp2 and, and Christian Dior. And I loved it. I, uh, it was just a, I was having a great time, but I still always saw that there were certain techniques that were just sort of more inherently challenging than others, things that require more precision, dexterity, like you know, eyeliner, brow, mascara. Um, and so, you know, it, it, you could teach somebody how to do those types of techniques, but understanding the steps to apply and actually ed- uh, executing them 
are two very different things, right? But, you know, I was, I was uh, hell-bent on I was going to find a way. During that time, I think about, let's say, about uh, 12 years ago, I started to notice a shift in my own ability to do makeup. It wasn't major, but there was just these little moments where, you know, I'd be on set and not, not, techniques that were always sort of second nature and easy for me, I wasn't executing them as quickly or as effortlessly. You know, I used to say my hand was sort of an extension of my mind's eye. I knew what I wanted to create and my hand just sort of did it. My hand wouldn't always just do it. Uh, I spent a lot of years trying to figure out what was going on, sort of pivoting my career a little bit, leaning more into the education, a little less uh, onset artistry work without knowing why I was going, starting to go see doctors, trying to figure out why my hand just wasn't operating the same way it was uh, or, or always had. And eventually, uh, about seven years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's disease. And that was the reason that, oh, thank you. Uh, Well, the good news, you know, obviously not not news that anybody wants to get, but there is is a silver lining. And there is sort of, uh, sort of sometimes what you think is the worst, the worst news in your life, something beautiful can be born. And that is what happened for me when I got my diagnosis. Um, You know, I, I sort of tell the story that, I remember that day sitting in the office and my father was with me, he was a retired physician and they sort of gave me the news and they left and he sort of said, you know, sweetie, you look like you kind of uh, blinked out there for a minute, where did your mind go? And I'm sure it went in a million different places, but one of the first things I remember thinking is, how am I gonna do my makeup, right? Like mm-hmm. there's lots of things that you can figure out, right? You can get your hair blown out once a week, you can you know, throw on a caftan and a cocktail ring, it's an easy outfit, uh, but makeup's a daily thing. And I know that sort of, it, not only is it a daily thing, but it's a daily thing that I love, not just because it was my livelihood, but it's my creative outlet. All my greatest friends are in this community. You know, knowing what Parkinson's is, I just kept thinking as it progresses, what happens if I can't do this thing I love anymore? So initially I ran home trying to figure out if I could solve for, for myself. I pulled out my, my, my makeup kit. I pulled out my husband's toolkit. I started making prototypes. At one point came across a prototype that was so helpful. I was like, this is kind of amazing. Like, this is really easy. Not only is this easy for me now, but wouldn't this have been nice if I had had this for all the thousands of people who sat in my makeup chair and said, makeup just isn't that easy for me. Mm-hmm. And that was the aha moment, right? Like after years of trying to teach people makeup artistry and trying to help them, I realized I couldn't help them because I couldn't see things from their side. I couldn't put myself in somebody else's shoes. I only knew what it felt like to be uh, a makeup artist. Now I knew what it felt felt like to be a makeup artist and somebody who, you know, struggles a bit. And so I thought, what if I started to redesign tools from that lens to make them easier, make things more accessible? Uh, Whether you're somebody like me who now has, uh, you know, dexterity issues uh, and, and limited uh, mobility mobility with my hands but the everyday person who just says makeup isn't easy mm-hmm. and so well it is hard I mean makeup's hard in general because I look at the, what you've created here on your website and the beautiful makeup that you and Selma do together um, and I'm like I even though I know what you're saying. The tools are there. I'm like, I don't know if I can ever do that. But then I saw you guys doing a few little tutorials or just kind of playing with it. I'm like, gosh, I think I could do that. You know? So it's amazing that you, like you said, from something bad came something good. Um, How did you, when you start prototyping, I'm always curious about that because I look at your product and I'm like, this beautiful, like the little, tell us about the product specifically, like the handle and all of that. Um, Thank you. I mean, it, it was really kind of a, it's an exciting process. Like I knew going in, 
I wanted form and function to meet. I wanted our tools to, to be easier, but I also wanted them to be beautiful. I wanted them to feel luxurious, luxurious, like jewelry in the hands, because I, I just kept sure. thinking when you design for inclusion, very often people have this sort of something in their mind that is like, a, oh, that must be some sort of um, uh, adaptive product, uh, which adaptive products are, are fantastic, but uh, a lot of times they leave that aspect out. And so then you feel a, a little bit othered, like here, well, we'll sort of let you in, but you have to come in through that door. You don't get to play in the same world with, with everybody else. And I wanted it to be the same world as everybody else. Um, and I knew that that meant it was going to have to be beyond my own prototypes, <laughs> at, you know, at my, at my uh, dining room table with you know my my wrench, my hammer, and a, and a makeup kit. Um, so we ended up going to a design team that specializes in something called um, human factors engineering and universal design, which I can share with that that, that whole process with you. But basically, the, the the I had some initial ideas that sort of came to me from what I was feeling in my hand. I sort of started to innately understand that grip and stability were two human factors that are so necessary when you're applying makeup, but they're often missing from the tools and, and products we're using in makeup. So, uh, you know, I knew I wanted to build those in there. Uh, and then we started working with this team and sort of bringing those to life by sort of what I was seeing and then asking other people to come into the room, whether it was somebody like me with Parkinson's, MS, uh, arthritis, uh, newbies to makeup, makeup artist professionals, like just as many people who could come into the room and, and sort of start playing with makeup so we could watch sticking points from all different viewpoints and start sort of solving for them. And that's how the form started to come together. And it's just a sort of, it's, it's lengthy, right? It's like, it's count, countless iterations of just reworking and reworking and reworking until you get it right. Uh, and that's how we ended up coming up with our guide ring, which is that sort of the, the little ring that sits on our mascara and our brow and our brushes that allows your hand to sort of be free and so it, it sort of softens your grip and gives you more range of motion and more fluidity in motion. Uh, our guide wand that has a soft hold and allows you to sort of, with, with built-in resting points, it allows you to sort of get your footing and get your eyeliner on with much more ease and much more precision um, with a lot less effort. Uh, and that, that's sort of the, the process we go through. So I, I'm looking at your, uh, your products now and I, I hear what you just said. Um, does that little handle go in? Does it, it go in and come out? Uh, on the, the guide ring? Yeah. yeah no, that's stationary. Out? So This is, okay. Sta yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, yeah it's so very you're, cool. So slide your hand and, and, oh, thank you. And I'd like to, you know, I have an obsession with cocktail rings. Um, I just love a good cocktail ring. And so... I love that we can kind of combine the look of a, of a cocktail ring into the design that actually makes it easier to hold. I think if you think about what often happens the next time you're doing makeup or watching somebody do makeup, uh, you'll notice that people sort of automatically, even without thinking about it, will look for resting points or try to sort of make accommodations for what the tool is lacking. So you'll find yourself resting your hand, resting your elbow, leaning against things, pulling. And so by allowing your hand to be free because you're just slipping your fingers between that ring. Now your hand is free to get to those resting points and then your, your sort of hand is softer and you can get that motion. So you can get into that lash base and not worry about dropping the wand or poking your you're eye. Relaxing it. Is. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. you're, it's like, a, I don't know if you've ever played golf, but they always okay. say when you play golf, you know, you don't want a tight grip. You want to loosen up that, that grip so that you have a nice fluid swing. Uh, and, and it's sort of a, a, in some ways a similar concept. When we hold tiny pencils, tiny brushes, and we have to hold them tight, 
you lock that grip, it locks your motion up from your hand all the way up through your arm. So it makes sense that it's harder for us to get that soft touch that makeup bars have when they get like, you watch, you're like, well, I'm applying, I'm doing the steps that somebody else is doing, but my, my application may look um, less blended, less feathered, a little too heavy, just not quite right. There's sort of this, this sort of soft touch that you need. And I think the tools allow you to do that. That is so creative. I love it. Well, I, I do know what you mean about golf. I play, but I'm not great. And I wish I could loosen my, my grip more. So that made a ton of sense <laughs> to me. Um, and I do, I know what you mean. Like when I have someone put makeup on me, I'm like, gosh, you know, it's just, it looks so light when I put it on. It's like, it just feels like it's heavier. Cause like you said, you're squeezing it. You're trying to put it in the right, right. places and it's just not quite going. Um, well, I think we get in our um, own way, right? I think we think like yeah. I think the industry has set it up to make us people think that we have to, um, especially with the videos we watch, like it has to happen quickly in, in two seconds and it should be on perfectly. And that's not the way it goes, right? Behind the scenes, it takes a little time to learn a skill set. It's like any type of uh, form of artistry. If you're going to paint a picture with acrylics or watercolors, it's an art form. So, so makeup's an art form that takes some time to learn. So I think we also should, you know, need to be a little less tough on ourselves and allow ourselves some time to play and learn and grow. And if you make a mistake, it's makeup. You can just wash it off and, and, and try again. Yeah, that is, that's the great, it's, it's time, right? It's like, do I have enough time to do that? But right. it is great to be able to, like you said, just erase and start over. It's, that's the beauty of makeup. And I don't know if we all think that way. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the reason I didn't do hair, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> if I cut somebody's hair and it didn't quite go right, I was like, oh, well, I'll see you in what, six months and we'll try that again. I mean, if, if yeah. I didn't love the look, I just, you know what, that red lipstick, I think I want one with a little bit more orange in it, maybe a little less blue. Let's try something else. And you play and you learn. I mean, I, I do think you're right. That at the end of the day, there's also this, this moment of I would love to put myself together and walk out into the world in the way I want to present myself. And, and for a lot of us that involves makeup and we don't have tons of time because there's all sorts of things going on in life. We want to get that makeup on fast and, and easily. And so, you know, that is obviously a goal of, of designing things like the ring and the guide wand for, for easy, quick application. Like what you're hearing so far? Leave us a review or rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We listen to our audience and want our show to be its best. Email a screenshot of your review to thebeautystandard at theurbanu.com for a gift from Urban U for me. Your one-stop shop for luxury skincare you can't find at Ulta or Sephora. Thank you for your continued support. Well, to that point, I, I read a fun, funny meme today that was around kind of first. I always regret making a good first impression because there's no way I can keep that stuff <laughs> shit up but <laughs> so, <laughs> to your, but to your point you know we all want to go out in the world looking great and making great first impressions um and I think your your tools make it that much easier to do that you know from ground zero of getting ready to getting out the door um I'm excited to, to take a look further and, and see what I can kind of pull through here and that will work for me just as a starting point. Well, and I guess that's the question. If someone's going to start with, if there was one thing you'd say, buy this or start with this, right. Um, yeah. What is it you would recommend? And then maybe the next two and three, you know, items. I mean, you know, our guide eyeliner duo, that guide wand is our hero product for sure. I mean, there, there's so many great ways to play. And I, I certainly would say, you know, if there's a feature or a technique or just uh, that you love obviously start in that area but you know I, I think 
for my entire career, eyeliner is the one thing I, I, I would hear most often people find challenging, which makes sense, right? Like here come at your eye with this sharp pointed pencil or, or whatever tool you, or liquid liner that dries in two seconds. And I want you to make this perfect precision line. And if you get it right, good luck to you. Cause now you got to rinse and repeat on the next eye and make a match, right? Like it's no, no, my, my, my not very funny joke, but I say it all the time is no makeup artist has ever said, I'll be there in two seconds. I just gonna throw on this <laughs> eyeliner, right? Like it's like those, those things take a moment, but eyeliner is a great place to start because uh, you know, and you'll even see the brow and mascara reason we started with those products first is because um, you know eyeliner like those others are products that create definition and products that create definition you can do less steps and get a greater result like it's just much more impact because definition is how you make your features pop so it's less about the makeup and just more about enhancing what's there and so I think that's why eyeliner is such a, a, a fun great one to play with mm -hmm. um, and again, because it's it's so fun to take a technique that is generally challenging, whether you're tight lining or you're creating a wing and, and think, you know, I'm just going to leave that one aside. I'll just put mascara on today because who has the time or I'm never going to be able to do this and to pick up the guide wand. And, you know, if not by the first time, by the second time, realize that you can do this and you can do it easily and you love the way it looks. I mean, I think it's just so powerful and fun that I would mm -hmm. say start there. That's awesome. Great recommendation. And just maybe two and three. I'm, I'm, a, I'm certainly I, for definition, eyeliner, brows, and, and mascara are like sort of okay. the core of it, right? I mean, okay. we have a beautiful eyeshadow palette. Um, I'm a bit obsessed with our new brushes. They, they're so, not just because they help uh, makeup, but they're so pretty. Um, I just love, to me, they, they sort of sit on my vanity, like just a little row of, of, of jewels. And I love, I just love the whole look of them, but they're also really easy to work with. And you sort of feel special when you're using them and they're easy to clean and they're great to travel with and I'm just I, I you know probably a bit obsessed because they're our, they're our newest member of the guide family product family but uh, uh, in particular the fan brush because I use a fan brush for everything especially when I'm sort of working with somebody who's newer to makeup and they're trying to figure out the technique and how to get that sort of soft blended it's always easier to add product than to take down and a, and a fan brush is such a nice way to apply lightly it sort of does the work for you and it prevents you from over applying so um, that might be product too. I have one of those and I didn't know, I mean, it's not as beautiful as yours, but I didn't know exactly what it was for. You know, it came with something. I'm like, oh, now that makes sense. So you right. can put it on in kind of layers, right? Yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I use it for my bronzer, my blush, my highlighter. I use it for cleanup. I, I use it for any type of light serum type of, of sort of liquids. I use that for contouring. Um, if it's, yeah, basically it's a powder or if it's a really lightweight, liquid or serum formula, my fan brush is probably going to be in place mm -hmm. for whatever look I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great information. First of all, I, and well, I want to say that you do have a thing for cocktail rings and I do as well. So I was really happy. You're, they're beautiful. You have some, a wonderful collection and I can oh, see how you integrated that into the, you know, the design. Um, I also know that you have a create a uh, chief creative officer Selma Blair yeah. yeah tell me about her and how she became a part of the the story it's funny how the world works right I mean it's it certainly never you know people ask me if I you know if I always wanted to to, to start my own company and and uh you know and do what I'm doing and uh the answer would be no <laughs> right like I was really happy doing doing what I was doing but like you know life had it made sort of uh 
caused a little bit of a pivot and and it was presented to me and you know once it was here it was something I certainly I couldn't say no to right like I just saw a better way and I just had to do it but you know sometimes life just presents those opportunities and uh Selma and I were actually introduced by a mutual friend it was sort of same same circle and I was chatting with one day and we were sort of talking about guy beauty products and I'd sent them to this person and She's like, you know, I really kind of want to introduce you to a friend of mine. Her name's Selma Blair. I was like, yeah, no, I, I know who Selma, yeah. <laughs> Selma Blair is. I also knew her story, right? Because Selma, um, you know, was diagnosed uh, some years ago with, uh, with MS uh, and has her own challenges. They're different than mine, right? Part of their, they're different diseases. They have, uh, and, and even, you know, amongst people who have Parkinson's or, or, or MS, as my, actually my husband has MS too, you know, everybody's prognosis is different. Everybody's uh, uh, symptoms present differently. So, but I knew she was having some challenges. And I also knew that, you know, she had done this great video where she was just making fun of the fact that for her whole career, she had makeup artists doing doing her makeup. So it was never, though she loves makeup uh, like nobody's business, she never felt any kind of level of confidence to do it on her own, you know, even before the onset uh, of MS. Uh, but I had sent her, you know, because of this introduction, I had sent her the products. And, and when we first got together, she just sort of jumped in with this full face of makeup. And she sort of very cutely sort of got up in my face and said, look at my face. And I said, that's your face. <laughs> she said, no, no, no. I, I did this, this, I did this, see this eyeliner, see this bra, like, I did this. I, and, sh and she was so excited about the products and I got excited. And then we just started talking, we started talking about makeup. And then from that, we actually started talking about, you know, our lives and what it felt like to have a shift in your body and, and what, what we went through trying to find out what was going on with us and, uh, you know, getting to finally getting to a diagnosis and everything in between. And at the end of it, I was like, oh, you know, it was during the time of, you know, COVID shutdown where I, you know, we had all been separated from each other for so long. And, you know, at the end of like, just what was a really just nice time hanging out, like, this is nice. Like, I remember what this is like. I had forgotten for a minute, but how nice it is to just bond over, over makeup. Like you're just playing and, and just as a beautiful connection point. It was so nice. And mm -hmm. we sort of realized that, that was part of the community we wanted to create. And I think it was almost instant. I was like, we should do this together. Like she's so creative. She has done so much, like she's obviously, she beyond being an actress and, and a writer and an author, uh, you know, she is a, a style icon. I think she is, has done some really creative you know, projects and she had all these ideas from the get-go and I was like, we, we gotta do this. So um, I'm really fortunate she came on board and it's so much fun having her, you know, as my partner in crime as we're building the community. That's awesome. Oh yeah, thank you. Really, yeah. It's been uh, you know I'm, I'm smiling as I'm talking about her. I just saw her. I just came back actually from LA, and so we were hanging out. Just it's just always so nice. Well, and I think it's what's even more awesome about it is you both can have this relationship that was built over really beauty, right? You're yeah. you're talking about these products, and she was so excited to have her own. She was her own guide. Like she guided her, you, you gave her the tools and she guided herself to something she's always aspired yeah. uh, to do. And then, but at the same point, you, your brand is all about empowerment and you gave that to her, but you also empowered each other to be stronger, better people, women of the world because of some of your disabilities. And I, that is to me, just a wonderful partnership because it, it goes to everything your brand wants to do is empower all right yeah um so it's that's amazing that you 
we're able to find each other. Um, and, and there are unexpected and, gifts that, that in return, I mean, amongst sort of the obvious um, saying to her, you know, I've always said that this you know, starting guy beauty, you know, I'm no longer the makeup artist I used to be, but I get to do this now in a wet, bigger and better way than I ever thought possible. So it's hard to be, you know, it's hard to be too upset. But there are things that I thought I was going to just have to give up, and I had for a long time. I never thought I'd get back, uh, in, you know, in a studio and, and and on set to do makeup on that type of professional level, as I always had. I, you know, I, I realized I can now do my own makeup again, and I still can do makeup. But I was never going to do, you know, what I had done, and I, I but I'd be doing this, and because mm -hmm. I'm so comfortable with Selma, because she said just she, you know, she started inviting me to be the makeup artist, you know, for her when she was going on set to do things. Uh, you know, she gave me the confidence back to that I actually, throughout this whole process, as, as much as I was like empowering everybody, don't give up on certain things. I had given up on something. I just assumed I wouldn't be able to. And somebody giving me the space to say, you know, you'll find your footing again. You just have to be brave enough to try and you have to feel confident and know that people will allow you to, to find that space. And, and so she has been, you know, tremendous asset, you know, in just overall, but to me personally, that's amazing. That's something I really love. Yeah, well, I am thankful that you two found each other. On top mm. of that, though, I mean, you said one thing that I found was really interesting. You're like, I have never wanted to run a business. I mean, you're like, nope, this just happened out of you know, reason and purpose. And you can see that in our conversation. But you also, you know, I I love business, and I've started multiple businesses. But you built a business, and you. How has that been for you? Has it been hard? Has it been easier than you thought? Definitely not easier. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely are. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, 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 there were times maybe in my early twenties where, you know, I'm like uh, the world's ahead of me, and I'm going to rule the world, and I, you know. But other than that, as I sort of sort of got into my career, I didn't. I did not have aspirations to start a company. I, you know, I'm a creative. Um, I'm well aware how much I don't know that I don't know. You know, you know what I, you know what I mean. There's just there's yeah. a lot I don't know beyond you know, that I can't even imagine. But um, you know, I I just I I loved for so many reasons. I really like this industry and being a makeup artist has brought me so much joy. From from a very early age, I learned to love and appreciate myself and my own unique features for playing in makeup. I learned how to connect with people. I was a very shy, uncomfortable, awkward kid. I'm a little shy, uncomfortable, awkward now, but I learned, I, you know, with makeup as, as sort of the, as the tool, I learned how to build relationships, friendships, creative outlet. Like, I just like, it's been such a rewarding moment. And I love, I just wanted to share when you love something that much, you want to share it. And so yeah. when I realized, because of my own shift, the level of exclusion that was happening in our industry, like once you see something, like you can't unsee it. And because I realized like this is a, a unique perspective, I could not have done this if it wasn't for my own health challenges, if it wasn't for the onset of Parkinson's, if I didn't feel that my own disconnect, I don't think I would have ever gotten here. I, you just don't know what you, you can't, I couldn't have felt it. I had to feel it. And once I saw what was happening and realized I could actually make a difference, you know, I knew there was a lot I didn't know, but I also knew that I am surrounded by a great network, network of people and I'm good at leaning in and asking people who I know are good at what I'm not good at to help me. And um, it, is, it is a lot. Like I, I think my, the one thing I always say is if you're gonna do something like this, make sure you're very grounded in the why uh, why and, and, and your purpose and your goal, because there are days where certainly I want to crawl under the table. This is tiring, but mm -hmm. 
but when you know why you're here and then you get the message from somebody who says, you know, I, you gave me back something I thought I'd never have, or I get to do something I never thought I could do, or I'm just, I'm, I, 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 you know, I feel in control. I feel seen. I feel heard. I am having fun. This is joyful. Like it's all worth it. So, but it, you know, uh, it took a lot more time. It takes, everything was more than I, than I could have expected. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that's just par for the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you guys have done wonderful in the amount of time that you have, and you've had COVID in the middle of it. Like you've had, a, you know, a lot going on um, to push back the business if you would have let it. So I, I think you're doing really well. So oh, congratulations on um, the work you're doing. And you know what, you know what are your, what are your aspirations? Do you have a next level that you are looking okay. at, or new products, or anything you want to share with people, kind of to look forward to? Yeah, I mean, I really, the bigger purpose, I really do want to shift the narrative. You know, I think there's this, what often happens is there's this uh, us and them moment where the perception is, uh, you know, we're either creating products for some sort of um, false sort of norm, right? What what we consider, quote unquote, the norms. And and then there's everybody else. So, right. So, and and so um, I, I want people to realize that it can be a we moment that when you know, for years I was part of, of the problem. As a makeup artist, I'm who gets invited into the root product development room to create makeup products. And so not that you don't want a makeup artist voice, but it was just a room full of makeup artists working with product development. And that's not solving for exclusion. That's not designing for inclusion. I want the industry to start realizing that when you design, when you sort of, you, you seek out that exclusion, you invite everybody to the table to design your products. You not only invite people to the party who were never invited before, but you make it a better time for the people who were already invited. Um, and so it's not only the right thing to do, but it's smarter business. And I want the industry to see it and I want people to feel seen and heard. And, and again, I want everybody to be able to enjoy this. So the bigger picture goal is, I just want to keep pushing forward. You know, mm-hmm. we started with with the, the tools and the techniques that I knew were, you know, I, I heard were the most challenging, but I want a full guy beauty face and then I want everything else that, that can come along with it. So, you know, beauty mm-hmm. is hair, it's skin. Obviously as a makeup artist, I, I, wanna, I wanna start with the face first, but I, you know, I, I always say you know, to design for your community, you have to design with your community. So the way we're gonna continue growing this brand and the way we're gonna continue developing our products is by growing that community and continuing to bring more voices in because this is a, it is a, always a work in progress. To design for inclusion, there's always room for better. And so I just want to keep going. Oh, I uh, love it. Yeah, I, I hope other companies will, will follow suit and, and start following universal design principles because it is a choice you make and it's, it, it just makes sense when you start doing it. And it's more fun. You don't have to guess if you're creating the right product for somebody. They're part mm-hmm. of your process. You're going to know. Yeah, you've already had them at the table and they've, right. they've had their input. And I, I agree with that process. Um, but I love the way you said it. To grow your business, or community, you need to basically invite them in. You yeah. said it more eloquently. I really liked it. I won't try to go back to it, but no, you said it really nice. And I'm like, oh, all right, that makes sense. How does everyone get in connection with you or Guide Beauty? Give us kind of the lowdown. Yeah, I mean, you know, our website is, is guidebeauty.com. Uh, our Instagram is at Guide Beauty Cosmetics. Uh, we also have um, a team of, of, of Guide Beauty who are beauty guides. Uh, and you can email us at, at here for you at Guide Beauty. Uh, and if you want to sort of get tutorials, uh, talk to somebody, 
learn more techniques, connect with the community. I think, you know, Instagram or, you know, or one-on-one through our beauty guides is a great way to do it. But yeah, I mean, if I'm, I, I can't help myself. I'm, I, you know, I'm in all day and I love talking, I'm social and love talking to people. So if people want to come chat with me, I'm there. Uh, and I'm certainly, certainly would love to engage. And then we're going to be growing. We actually, I was just, yeah, I was just with Selma because we were doing an Instagram live. And I also, you know, we're going to start doing a series so that I think it's another nice way to continue to engage with people who may not always be able to get into the actual physical product development room. But it's just another way that we can open up the door and, and, and make sure we're hearing everybody's voice. So on the lives, you're bringing in people to have conversations yeah. about the product. Yes, product, product oh, development, what do you want to see, play, what are your challenges, what, you know, what works for you, like, let's just talk. Yeah, no, I love it. It's the first product I've seen and I um, out there like yours in regards to being inclusive and um, allowing, I mean, you don't need any special challenges to purchase a product. You just have to have the need to want to put product on as you we're talking about, you know, in the right way and without that yeah. tense grip. And so it's, it's designed literally for everyone, um, beginners, newbies, right. To someone advanced or, um, anyone, you know, anyone, anyone in between. So, well, thank you so much for your time, Terry. I appreciate you and the work you and Selma are doing. And, um, we look forward to hearing more. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to, I always love talking about universal design, so I, I really appreciate this, this support. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Beauty Standard by Urban U. This podcast is here to inspire, support, and deliver what you need to hear today to continue on your wellness journey. Check out our Instagram at The Urban U or website www.theurbanu.com. If you loved today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a review and share. Thanks! Go on Instagram and follow us for more skincare education, giveaways, and how to get the best values for the products that you love. At UI for me.